You're listening to Alana Fitzgerald's Because I Can podcast. Hope you enjoy. Through a few mm. superstars. Oh, yes. That, that you've uh, interviewed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, for, who's some of your favourite ones to start with? Um, it's a question I'm often asked, Alana, and, and, and I'll say oh, this. Well, Almost wanna... everybody I've interviewed has always been lovely, mm. gorgeous, fabulous, and um, engaging. Yep. So it's really hard to pick an absolute favourite, though if I'm pushed, I would have to say – that. And I, okay, all right, now I'll tell you. I would say probably um, the wonderful Dame Angela Lansbury because <gasps> – Oh, is she a dame? Oh, yeah, she Angela certainly Lansbury is. Angela Lansbury from yeah, well, Murder, she, was, she wrote. Yes, that's right. Well, she was actually born in London and, and lived most of her life in America. I've got her on the list. Mm. Mm. And so um, it was for Studio 10 mm. – and I was going back and forth doing interviews in Hollywood. And so I'd been liaising with her people for a while because coincidentally in 2013 when she came to Australia with with James L. Jones to do Driving Miss Daisy, John Frost, who brought them to Australia, the great theatre entrepreneur, he said to me, Craig, can you write the program for Dame Angela and for um, James L. Jones? And, you know, it'll be in the program and you write the biographies and all of that and then... Um, he took me down to meet her and James L. Jones after the show. Absolutely gorgeous. And so uh, she was on my people that I'd really like to interview. And so he lined it up for me. Did you hear the dramatics? Oh, I did. Yeah, what does that mean? We're, we're only 10 hours into the show. <laughs> does that mean the tape's about to run out? No, no, that's my dramatic. I did that. I've got a little button here under my foot. Oh. That I go, Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm telling a long-winded story, so Building I'll make it short. Building the suspense. No, it was okay, in my phone. so um, uh, uh, it all happens uh, and the we decide to do it at her place in Brentwood and that was lovely. Uh, usually when you're dealing with these people, there's hair people and makeup mm. people and, and uh, assistants and assistants As to assistants and all that. you noticed when you got in here, there was a I did. flurry was, of people It was a battery. Me. It was yep. extraordinary. Mm. Uh, no, she opened the front door herself. She had her assistant. That was it. She'd bake cookies. She put the kettle oh. on. She made tea. She did her own makeup. She was absolutely charming. We sit down in a couple of wingback chairs. Off we go. Nothing's off limits. She was so beguilingly gorgeous, so honest about everything, and she's yep. not had an easy life you know her kids got into drugs and so forth she lived through the heartache of that she lived through the heartache of her beautiful husband uh, Peter Shaw I think was his name dying and all of that Um, she was extraordinary and I Mm. just felt such a connection a beautiful woman and as I was having a wander around and, and looking in her garden uh, just before we came out, to, she came out and we started the interview. I thought that's a macadamia tree in her garden, wow. a big macadamia tree in her garden mm. in Los Angeles. So we were chatting away, and as the interview's coming to the end, I said, "Now, look, Dame Angela, um, I love the fact that you've got a macadamia tree in your garden. Do I?" Oh. I said, <laughs> "Yes." That so we went out and had a look, and it was all quite hilarious. John Frost had told me because I said, "What can I bring her as a thank you?" He said, "She." absolutely loved when she was doing Driving Miss Daisy in Australia. Her favourite thing was chocolate-covered macadamias. So I bought her from the store that she used to love having them. There's the drama. 
I brought her over some of those, but you've got your own tree, my dear. We went out and looked at them, and so I sent her the following year a Macca cracker as a Christmas <laughs> gift, and she sent the most beautiful note back. She was lovely. Um, Dame Patricia Routledge, who is Hyacinth Bouquet in <gasps> Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, I she love was Hyacinth. Fine. Well, um, so her. we organise all of that, and then she said, okay, I'd love to do the interview with you, Craig. This is all on email via her manager. And, and you know, the manager would say, look, Dame Patricia is happy to do the interview, but you must prove that you've arrived in London at least three days before the interview. She doesn't do interviews with people jet-lagged. I thought, that's interesting. And then she said, um, now, Dame Patricia would like to um, take you to supper to get to know you the day before the interview at the beautiful Sloan Club in London. Oh, that's absolutely lovely. Be there at five o'clock on the dot and she'll be there to meet you and whatever. So I was there on the dot and there she was and we go and sit in the corner and we had the most beautiful night. She loved a wine. We had cod, I know, terrible. This is three <laughs> years before. ago or so. Yeah, that's right. uh, mushy peas and so forth. And we gossiped away and then the next day we did the interview at the Sloan Club. She was amazing, candid, Fabulous, incredible. And I loved it at the end of the interview. She said, Craig, I have had such a lovely time. Yep. You were so charming to meet last night. We laughed and laughed and laughed and I've loved this interview. In fact, it's one of my favourites. But I have to say, that's it. Oh. Don't ask for my email address and uh, we've had a lovely time and I shall sail off now. And that, my dear, is that. Oh. And that was that. And it was oh. all good. No, but I, it was just how it is. It was absolutely gorgeous and lovely. So many of them, Alana. Did, Look, you think, did she think you were going to stalk her or something? I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't do that with anybody. But no. it was just, it was the wonderful formality of it. It was like, okay, well, this association yes. is now officially finished. Yep. We've, we've taken the red light off the record button. We've hit yep. stop. And uh, that's that about that. Yep. And I thought, well, that absolutely, of course, that's absolutely fine. Yep. All of them. I mean, from Dawn Wells to Barbara Eden to uh, yeah, Bert Barbara Ward. Eden oh. is... She was I Dream, a dream of, Jeannie. of Jeannie. Oh, That's right. I've got little things here. Do you? Okay. Will you ask your little things no, and I'll see, give very short, snappy answers. You're, you're talking about the ones that I was... Oh, okay. You, right. You're bringing up the exact ones that I was going to ask you about. Oh, okay. Now, um, Barbara... Eden, I yes. dream of Jeannie. Yes. Now, in one of the things it says, reveals all. What did she reveal? Well, she had she shared a stand-in with Marilyn Monroe. Oh. And so Barbara Eden, long before I dream of Jeannie, was a wonderful movie star. And so she um, she shared a stand-in with, uh, with Marilyn Monroe and got to know Marilyn Monroe very well. Mm. And it was just so interesting about what, the Marilyn was like before Marilyn became the like absolute ultimate sex goddess. This just this beautiful, shy, gorgeous, generous lady. Uh, and uh, in talking about the whole Marilyn Monroe, was it an accidental death? Did she overdose? Was it deliberate? Was it not? Was it murder thing? Um, her stand-in that they shared absolutely was sure uh, that it was murder. Uh But so many did, like I interviewed the wonderful Shelley Winters. Shelley and Marilyn, um, when they first came to Hollywood, they were at the Hollywood Athletic Club together and Shelley told me this wonderful story how Shelley said, okay, Marilyn, tonight you can, because I was sharing a room and you can prepare the salad 
and you just need to scrub the lettuce. And she came back and she saw there was Marilyn with a scouring brush <laughs> scrubbing the lettuce leaves. It's like, oh, my. Well, of course, Shelley went to her grave absolutely convinced Marilyn Monroe was murdered. So did Tony Curtis. There were absolutely Marilyn Monroe was murdered. I, in my mind, have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. And I remember Barbara Eden saying something like that because the stand-in that they shared also had all of this psychic stuff going on and just had had messages from Marilyn from beyond the grave and that was all that about that. So, um, mm. Mm, yes, there was okay. way more to, to, you know, the wonderful Barbara Eden and the tragedy she'd gone through with her son having committed suicide, Michael and Sarah having committed suicide and so forth. You look at these beautiful people who seem to have had this magic carpet ride of careers and often behind the gorgeous smiles and, and you know, the flawless skin is often a lot of pain yes, too. Yes, that's right. And and with a, with some people that are so funny and outgoing and all that, that can be a big cover. That's right. Why do you drink a Because why not? <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> I'm just going oh, to have a little too. water. Oh, yes, righto. Oh, I forgot so like I'm driving too. like a little sparkling too. in that? Oh, why Let not? Me top oh, is it sparkling, right? Yeah, it's filtered. Okay, we'll leave a little bit because I'm going to have a go at that again. Of course you are. Right I hope yeah. you do. I'd now, hate to see it wasted. Now, the beautiful Angela Lansbury too. Now, oh, yes. on her show, Murder, yeah. She yes. Wrote, yeah. now, you wouldn't really want to be her friend on that show, would you? Because there's people popping their clogs, so to speak. They all die. Oh, Very suspiciously around her all the time. That's true. So you, That's you true. want to be around her. But oh. you know the thing oh. about that show is she created that with her husband uh, and she said that one of the greatest joys of doing that show is it was a vehicle um, that allowed her to help a lot of Hollywood stars who'd maybe passed their prime or they needed work. So when you watch Murder, She Wrote, one of the great joys of it, aside from the brilliant writing and, of course, Dame Angela's, um, uh, flawless prowess as a performer mm. was the fact that these amazing guest stars, all yes. of these great old stars, yep. and that was her whole thing because she wanted to create, when they asked her to be the star of a television show and Murder, She Wrote was kind of created around her, I think, with her son and her uh, husband and so forth, they all got this happening. And, of course, she was one of the producers. But it was also with a mind's eye to providing regular work for a lot of those great Hollywood stars that couldn't get regular work. Yes. And yeah, uh, so lovely. many people I've spoken to uh, have interviews over the years. I say, what was it like working with Dame Angela? Oh, my God, this woman is amazing. She was so wonderful and so down to earth. And I only got that role because, you know, um, she reached out to me and most of Hollywood forgets about people like us and mm. she never did. And, and it's, you know, the woman has so many dimensions to her and each and every one of them is just pure, unadulterated gorgeousness. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say. Mm. That she sounds lovely. I remember watching watching that when I was really young, Murder She Wrote. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, it was wonderful. so interesting. Oh, fabric yeah, cabot cove like and that. all that. Now, have yes. you got any do you know anything about Johnny Cash? Did you ever meet him? I, I never John met Johnny Cash, Cash no. Right. Um, of course I absolutely adored his music and and he had and his really story. quite a well, a tragic life. Yes. I think didn't his son die in a sawmill accident no, that was or something? His brother. That was his brother died in mm. the sawmill and then uh, oh that's right, it was Roy Orbison's kids who'd Sniffed hairspray, something in the house burnt down around them. Johnny Cash had a lot of terrible, terrible, mm. terrible tragedy around yes. him. But he, he's, um, but he's just such 
a legend. He's such a presence. And then oh, when amazing. all of them got together and did um, the Highwaymen, there was the, oh, the four wonderful. of them. Oh, wonderful. Oh, my goodness Yeah, me. of course, Chris Christopherson yes. was part of that and as well. James Blundell that I was name-dropping again. Oh, my God, couldn't you do some name-dropping? Oh, I probably <laughs> could, but I'd yes. wind up with bruised toes. <laughs> but... Dear, dear. James Bundell was with, uh, did about a six-week tour with Chris Christopherson and in Australia. And what did he say? Said he's the most beautiful, kind, awesome oh, yeah. man. He also met Johnny Cash in America. And loved him. Yes. Funny stories about a um, one of the town drunks in Stanthorpe, where yeah. James Bundell's from. Yeah. And there was a story way back, because Johnny Cash needed some help with his heart or something, and there actually was someone in Stanthorpe, a doctor that was helping him there, and the old town drunk went from the pub across the road to the supermarket and come back and went, oh, I just saw Johnny Cash in the supermarket. They're like, no, you didn't, you drunk Rotten liar. old lush. <laughs> and he did. And all the years, the years oh, later, wonderful. they found out that he did. So they just thought, oh, you're town drunk. But he, he actually was in the supermarket in Stanthorpe. Johnny Cash, she saw the, him in aisle five with the spaghetti. I walked the line. Mm, he was walking the aisle That's right. line. Mm? Burning ring of fire <laughs> and all of that. He got his chilies. Yes. yes. So now, tell me, is there any interview or something that went really horribly wrong that sticks out in your mind? Um, uh, look, really only one person and I don't – it's not so much a reflection on the person, it's just who that person is. And that was um, Tommy Lee Jones, who is somebody who simply doesn't like being interviewed mm-hmm. and he finds it awful and to have to sit and talk about himself. He's an actor, he goes to work, he acts, he wants to go home. Uh, sadly for him, part of the job is – doing interviews and whatever. He is so not engaged. Um, He's frankly just almost miserably rude. You know, you'd say something like, oh, um, uh, you know, you'd be with, well, may I call you Tommy? Whatever you want. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's great. And um, all right. And so you talk about the movie. It's like, oh, you know, what made you take on the role? It's a job. (laughs) Okay. Um, Was the character interesting? Yep. And it was essentially like that. Nothing. It's if terrible. you went, if you went anywhere, like oh, and of course, you know, been married four times. Is it because you love wedding cake? There'd just be nothing. Um, I love that. Uh, beyond anything else, it was just like yes, no, yes, no. Are we done yet? And it's like, oh, are we done yet? Oh, and that's that. But I mean, he doesn't like it, so uh, it's not like uh, you're not. He's a nasty in. piece no. of work. It's just like he doesn't like it. Anybody, I tell you. Anyone who's interviewed that man finds him essentially miserable. Yeah, yeah. But that's he... that's not to say he's a miserable person. I'm sure to sit around a dinner table, if you're a great friend, he's fabulous and wonderful. Doesn't like some people don't like talking about themselves. Yeah, that's simply it. that's it. Yep, that's right. And it's a job. It's like you know, well, you're not interviewing the carpenter, somebody who you know bangs nails in or cuts bits of wood. Why are you sitting here looking at me as if I'm some demigod? You know, it's like that. He goes to work, gets up, goes to work, has a shower, probably a poop along the way, and that's it. His <laughs> life is way. like everybody else's, yep. and he just doesn't get what this fascinating and people wanting to probe the ins and outs of absolutely everything. I did the scene. That's what I do. I'm an actor. Like, what? Why are you asking questions? Yep. Yep. It's I totally odd. understand I that. Get it. As you said, that he he's probably like a really good friend to people and all that, but he just doesn't I'm like that sure. side of it. Yeah, probably mm. would never, ever, ever hurt a kitten. Totally understand. Mm. Now, 
have you ever interviewed Skippy? As in the kangaroo? As in the kangaroo. Well, that would be a bit difficult because there were like about like... But, yeah. That's right. It was like that. <laughs> Um, Skippy, quick, go and get the helicopter. I've if, interviewed a lot of the Skippy stars and several of them are great friends. It would just be a not stick. The kangaroo. A yeah. stick with like a bit of claw on well, the there end. there was a whole lot of them. That's yeah. the thing. There was not mm. just one. There mm. was a whole bunch of them but and most the of them claw? were men because as they hopped away, Ken James told me who was um, – what um, his claw thing that come in and go like that? No, as the can- uh, uh, Skippy was supposed to be a female. Oh, I Skippy, didn't even know that. Kang- yeah, Skippy. Okay. Yeah, Skip. Come on, Skip. Yeah, Skip was a, a female, but of course, most of the kangaroos they used were males. And Ken would always say, "Well, you could see it as it bounced away. You'd see all these his things nuggets. bouncing about as well." So it was. Please all tell quite me that they, they didn't gaff tape their nuggets up or anything. No, they didn't. That's why you could see them bouncing right. about like you know soccer oh, balls in yeah, a string bag. That's right. Right. Well, but right. no one ever noticed, did they? But it, he you know, did. But you remember? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember that the little thing that would go like that all the time? That it. It was like yeah, a it was, a, it was like a salad serve on a stick. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a dried claw on That's a stick. It, it was terrible. Yeah. And Skippy was very clever. He could he could talk. She I, could talk. Mm. Yeah, maybe it was a he. No, it was a she. I'm sure because mm. said about we made a thing about the, mm. the you know the nuts bouncing about. Yes. Yeah, radio now. Oh, I tell you what, that stuff is bloody good because I'm feeling like another one. But I loved I, – I, I, Skippy was a show – when I lived in America, I'll tell you this, Alana, mm, there was do. nothing more comforting. It was like a gorgeous gauze, you know, uh, over an open wound. <laughs> At three in the morning on the Animal <laughs> Planet channel would be, um, yes. Skippy would play. Yes. And so I would do a lot of radio when I was living over there back to Australia and so everything happens in a weird different time zone so you'd be up all night doing i felt like tokyo rose sitting at a card table dishing all the dirt on everything from one station after the next all around the country so when i'd finally fall into bed about three in the morning on with the telly on would come animal planet and they'd be skipping I'd, oh my gosh oh. there's west head there's palm beach there's all of this and i tell you what it it, it just it it just Ramped up the homesickness, but by yes. the same token, it also it also alleviated it because, I, oh, my gosh, look at that. I have my umbilical cord back to Australia here yes. in the guise of Skippy, the bush that, kangaroo. I understand what you mean. That would be very comforting because you can see that. And it'd I can, be, and the gum leaf thing, which you could never master. I tried. Doesn't I d- work, I does it? I poisoned myself. I can do that. Like How Gary Pankhurst ever oh. did that, but oh. was it real? I don't know. I wonder. Was Could it a sound effect? effect? I think so you've got you a button, you it. can get these things yeah, happening, can't you? Listen to this. Oh, See, look at that. If you want to swear, you can. Oh, no, I've stuffed it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, get me away from noise. those buttons. I'm not a sound yeah, man. I know. That's all right. Now, I've got, I've got. Oh, do you watch Bold and the Beautiful? I do sometimes, oh. yes. Oh, okay. I'm a huge fan. It is one of my favourite shows. Now, because my brain. For half an hour just goes to mush. Yeah, I hope so. Because everything, it has to really. Because everything else that when you're going, oh, okay, you have to do this and that. And I, I'm normally quite calm. But when I watch Bold and the Beautiful and I make sure I'm home at half past four. I hope that's so. Everything sad. goes around that. Yes. In organising this chat, I remember you yeah. said I have to be, I didn't quite get it. Now I do. I was yeah. thinking, God, this woman's off this, her head. That's right. There <laughs> well, you go. That's, that's right as well. Yeah, but yeah, of bold and the beautiful. Now, even my car out the front, not on purpose, but I, it's a Forester yes. Subaru. Now, oh, as any dear. bold and the beautiful fan would know, their main name is Forester. Yes, that's right. Mm. And I inadvertently bought. My, hear that word I just said? 
when if my mum watches this, she's going to go, oh, oh, I hit a, a pretty big word there. So I bought a Subaru Forester. Did and you? His, his name's Eric. Oh, um, after Eric Stone Street's Ep- character. Is that right? E- no, Eric. Oh, no, he was in Eric. Family oh, the Thing Out, whatever it was. Me. I am, now I'm confused. You no, are not. out of the bold gang. See, I'm I started my old, my old. I have uh, met many uh, times the wonderful Catherine Kelly Lang. Isn't she lovely? Stunning. Yes. Amazing, mm-hmm. stunning, and divine. Yes. Love her to pieces. I know. Oh, you lucky, lucky things. So you'd pass four to five o'clock for years and years. I make sure I'm there. And then, oh, Eric Stone Street was Modern Family. Craig, get a grip. Yes, I know. He's the grip. funny one. He is funny, funny. No, yeah. Eric. In Bold and the Beautiful is the main... Braden. He's the father. Eric no, Braden. No, he's in Eric Forrester. Oh, oh, okay. His character name. Stephanie Forrester, was she one of them? Oh, you said you watched it, yes. I said occasionally, <laughs> play the you tape back. I've it. seen it once. <laughs> it was years ago. Watch it probably about five times in, I don't know, a couple of years and you'll still get the same. Cause sure. They, the plot just... Yeah, I saw it once about 20 years ago. Yeah, well, that's all you need. Well, Eric is the father. He's the, like the main father. Father. Okay. See, later I was going to. Who have was a, the actor who played him? Probably twenty have. Uh, no, he is one of the originals for thirty years. The same as Kelly. And the actor is his name is. Simony Du. I think I can't remember. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> but his his uh, name is Eric Forrester in Bold and the Beautiful. Okay, so gotcha which is now. why yeah. my car is called Eric. Lovely. It's from Eric Forrester, see, yep. so I'm a little bit obsessed with it. And I'm getting that. We were going to have a bold off. See, yep. if, if Soundman Nick was here, we were gonna, I had all these questions to ask you about Bold and the Beautiful, but I think Don't it's probably best it. now. Uh, I'd mm. go find something probably. else to yeah. off on. You could. Uh, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. Off. <laughs> That's right. Right on. now. Don't I think we're it. getting to the end of this. Now, I was, oh, Carlotta. I love yeah. Carlotta. Love her. Love her. My... Ex from Tamworth, who's a sound man, actually travelled with Carlotta when he was doing the Beautiful Boys show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Carol. Yeah. She's a neighbour of mine now. Oh, See true. her all the time. She's madly in love with my blue tongue lizards. Oh, good. And in fact, she sent me today, she's painted one of them, little Stumpy that has the tail off. She's mad about Stump. Wow. I know. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, lovely. Well, yeah, when love Brad... Carol. Uh, my you had ex- her on your show? No, not... Need to do that, I don't do. You? I think she absolutely amazing, and what a story! And what a story! My yep. ex from Tamworth, who's a sound man, uh, who lives in Tugan now, but he travelled doing sound, and he had really long hair, and he said, "I just grew a great big beard and everything, just to be sure, because some people would think he was a lady as well." Oh, okay. So yes, but uh, he, he loved it. Like, what a talent! Oh, amazing! I went and saw that show heaps of times. Wherever I was in Australia, if if he was there, he'd uh, Brad. Yeah, you're Brad. That's Brad, right. Yes, I would. Uh, he'd put my name on the door, and I'd go and watch the show. I loved it. Yeah, it's loved a great it, show. It. She's she's an amazing woman, such a trailblazer. And what a life! From Richard Byron to um, the wonderful Carol Spencer uh-huh. or Carlotta, as we and, know. And her. the gorgeous, like I, gorgeous person. Yes, and the story I watched her story. Wow. Yeah. Like incredible. Mm, some of that is just so sad. I was in tears mm. of how much one person can endure and then, you know, keep going and being happy and positive and believing in themselves and, and doing oh, what course. is really them. I love it. Yeah, of course. And I, I'll never forget when she said to me, I said, how did your mother react, darling, when you told her that, um, you know, you're a woman trapped in a man's body and you're going to have the operation? And she said, darling. 
I told her when I'd had the operation partway through it and she said there she was in the, the um, Balmain Leagues Club, you know, swinging off the end of a poker machine. She, Darling, she fell off the stool <laughs> when I told her. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, Carol was always true to herself. Yes, good. And quite amazing and um, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what exactly was in that miniseries um, uh, but I do know that, you know, she was a woman who for a while was married to a man and was uh, living, uh, running a delicatessen in the Sydney suburb of Lane Cove. Mm. And even that I didn't really know. And, you know, she said that the, uh, I said, what happened to the marriage? She said, well, he wanted to have children. And um, I made the sacrifice to um, essentially find a reason to end our marriage knowing that I could never give him children, mm. knowing that he wanted that, though, of course, he kept saying, but I love you, darling, You what? and anyway, and so they uh, eventually broke up. He was mystified as to why to this day she is still absolutely, you know, shaken up over the fact that this one great true love of hers she sacrificed, but now he's got three children oh. and she finds so yeah. much joy in all of that. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about it only the other day and I said, do you miss him? She said, darling... Every day. But she said, you know, to know how happy he is now having three kids who have no knowledge of his past and and all of that and and her and so forth. And and I just thought, you are a remarkable woman on so many levels. And on that level of selflessness Mm. and to be considering others and looking as she so cleverly did down the line. Mm. Um, it, it that that's courageous. That is so incredibly thoughtful. Yes, um, and selfless. And oh, incredible! That and I'm thinking back to the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing, but you're you you having that beautiful snake. For I know. Years, I was thinking that too. And you did the same thing. I did. Very I selfless know. and to Correct. give to somebody else. And even I though know. every day you miss that snake and you love that snake. And I honest do. to God, I'm not making fun. I totally understand <laughs> because I really do. Like I can't even – if there's an ant, I can't kill it. Oh, I, I can't. I, I'm so – and I understand that each animal has their own soul and their own individuality and they can love you and all that sort of stuff. Oh, my gosh, That's, of course. So and they love one another and it's terrible yes. for us just to say, I'm going to extinguish you, I have a friend – um, again, who shall remain nameless because I find it so disappointing and I love the woman to pieces and she lives on the Gold Coast and she's fabulous but, I mean, she has a pathological fear of snakes oh, and even no. a carpet python, she kills them. What, why? Uh, the entire. Why, why, why? Oh, I can't work it out and I've, I've said it. It's, it's a pathological fear. When she lived elsewhere, there were brown snakes would visit her garden. All of these things I would think is just some wonderful blessing. She'd put the kettle on and pour <gasps> hot water no, down. I can't oh, hear horrible. No, 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 no I dreadful. Can't hear That's Even terrible. the garden is like a cloud of, like, you know, mortine outside or whatever to kill absolutely everything. I know. I, it, I need another drink. It, it's, it makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense. Doesn't every just... spider, every ant, every critter, every little thing, every little moth. And I think, but don't you understand the reason the world is in this mess is because we are spoiling biodiversity. We need – everything works within a framework of everything mm-hmm. else. And for you to be essentially turning your garden – into what Vietnam became after all of that Agent Orange, that it is just like this barren, destitute, soulless, 
awful space. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it. Some people, but I also I see beyond that. It's just it's some people were brought up in this weird space where they think that everything that moves has to be killed. I yep. don't get it. I I never got it. Like in my <clears throat> book, because yes. I can shameless advertising, shameless. It even says go for it. that um, if there's ants on the ground, because I can, I won't walk on the ants. I'll walk over them. They too have a purpose. Like, and I really mm. do believe that. And I, I know everybody's different and they're all brought up different and that's fine, but I still can't understand why you just go and kill something. And a lot Because of they can. And I'm sorry, the mm. title of your book really mm. paraphrases that. I, I just look at it. Um, I talk to my friends, kids who don't really care one way or the other about animals, but they just say, look, mum has this pathological fear of stuff. But this is unfounded. This is mad. It's like saying my car keys are going to come and strangle me in the middle of the night. There is absolutely no connection between reality, Mm. actuality, and what in your mind you're thinking, Mm. but some people just cannot sever that. They cannot say, I'm putting headsets on and they're not going to turn around find my mouth and suffocate me to death. This is all madness. But the world is full of um, all sorts of intriguing people and everybody has their peccadilloes and so be it. Yes, I know. And and we it's just a colourful world. We have to live within the framework of it mm. as best. But I'm like you. I have to cut those things off. The bushfires. Um, I, I couldn't watch it because no. every time I'd see that, I would think of the animals and what they were going through as that Me fire too. approached. The when fear, you heard people the talk, the mm. fear. When you heard people saying, "All we could hear was the screaming oh, of koalas." Yeah, I know no. it's just you know terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. I know, but it it just mm. reminds people that there are, and I'm sure there's. Uh, you might be listening now, thinking, "I feel exactly the same mm-hmm. way," mm. and that is that's a great thing if you do. And we somehow need to find the strength to sort of work within all of this. Those fires, I think, in my lifetime just the the devastation wrought by them and everything else. As they were happening, uh, and I was living in Sydney and I would see it, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it on a whole bunch of levels. Like, mm. for instance, the, the, the one that got completely and utterly out of control in the Wollamai National Park where those beautiful Wollamai pines are and so many rare and endangered animals, that thing started. There were days in which somebody could have gone up and put the damn thing out and they, oh, it'll burn itself out, oh, and it didn't. It's like what happened up here with the, the lunatics running the asylum that allowed half of Fraser Island to burn out. Mm-hmm. When it started as a campfire that got put the damn thing out, what is this insanity? Mm-hmm. You know, if it was the politicians uh, being asked to act to protect their superannuation, they'd be so damn fast they wouldn't be able to scratch themselves. Yep. They'd burn holes in the carpet getting there. Yep. But you ask them to do something like, oh, it'll burn. Who cares? It's a bit of bush. Who cares? We care. Yeah, that's you right. people are derelict in your mm. duty. I look at this government now. I see, I've never been more ashamed of this country. Mm. I think that that liar, a mythomaniac is how I summarise Scott Morrison. The man cannot tell the truth. He is such a shameful, disgraceful piece of excrement. I just boil inside Mm. thinking, what kind of people voted that happy-clapping, maniacal lunatic into power and you'll know he'll get back in again because people think of their franking credits and they worry about this and they fall for 
fear campaigns. I don't know a lot about politics. What I do know is that this creature has set and his entire disgraceful, appalling, mealy-mouthed government has set this country back so far. We are seen in sepia, not even black and white. Mm -hmm. It is a disgrace when you think... Nothing could be worse than Tony Abbott. All of a sudden along comes Scott Morrison to prove Tony Abbott was like the damn messiah. It is a disgrace. Yep. Don't but, you agree? Yeah. Yep. Appalling. And the, the with everything you said, yes. And the, and so the things appalling. that are happening. And, and I don't normally talk about politics Me or neither. anything like that. Me neither. But, but I can see how... And I understand how passionate you are about it. I understand. Well, what you mean. totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm way more than just a gossip sitting there talking about Elizabeth Taylor and all what? of that. No, no. Do you know we haven't even really talked about that that much because I want to talk to you and about you. I mean, that's part of your job, but you are you as well. And well, of course, and I don't like intriguing. to talk about those things, but I was drawing, drawing the line between mm. our love of animals, the uh, the fact that we should we we need to uh, imbue them with a right to coexist. We do coexist. We yep. share the earth. We don't own the earth. Exactly. And, and I just think when I, I look at those fires, when I looked at Cabargo and that awful odious man grabbing that woman's hand and and then you look two years on at those towns that are still sheets of black and corrugated iron, people still without a brass razu, people without a home, living in humpies and, and up on caravans that are propped up on bricks and all of this money that was raised, the fabulous Celeste Barber and all of yes. that $50 million or mm. whatever it was that she raised and we've bought one more water bomber and we're doing nothing else and all of these horrible, horrible, horrible people seriously that are our elected officials scurrying around worrying about their superannuation and what graft and corruption they can be up to their evil, ghastly little wrinkled necks in next and all of this. And I just mm. think this is all so wrong, mm. so appalling, unbelievably appalling, I can barely even form a sentence around it. Well, you did just then and I love everything you said in that <laughs> sentence, like up to their wrinkly necks. Like I actually oh. had a bit of a cackle but it's because of your – very wonderful descriptive words. Oh like, my I God, love it. these self-entitled, mm. horrible little creatures mm. that sit in these nasty bubbles of, of mythomania, a lovely word I use which describes like a sociopathic liar. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful word. Remember it because it I actually will. sums up a lot of our elected officials mm -hmm. uh, and so forth. And I look at all of that and I just get so angry and I think if we as citizens conducted ourselves with so little integrity with so little dignity and with nothing but avarice, avarice on a, on a scale that almost defies description, we'd be in jail. Yep. It's, it's breathtaking, isn't yep. it? Yes. The, the whole thing is... Like, I'll have another blueberry and I calm down. So. I think I should have another one. Go on, have another one. What's it called? Bubble. Yeah, Grant Burge, fabulous bubbles. cases on the way. Mm. Oh. Yay, I'll give you my address. You can deliver it. Mm. Hey, I think I'll... I'll have I'll, a little tipple too. I might I wouldn't be normally. converted. I you, think I'm converted. To what? To oh, the, the yeah. champagne. Good, yeah, I'm glad. I'm liking it. I said you were about an hour ago we peeled your L plates off you and did. plonked you on the P's and yep. I think they're off now and yep. you're um I'm driving. Yep, you I'm are. I'm doing like about You're up the freeway of yeah, life. Like Miss driving Miss Daisy but a little bit quicker. Mm. Like probably about fifty right. Ks now, not right. thirty. Mm -hmm. I'm loving it. All right. Good. Now 
I want to show you something. Can you talk amongst yourself? No, hang on. I'll I'll ask you a question because I've got to lean over yonder and get something for you. Because I heard you and Sarah once talking from Studio 10. Oh, yes. About when you come to the Gold Coast. Are you trying to read my notes? No, I'm not. (laughs) Can't read anyway. I'm myopic. Oh, you're myopic. I think so. (laughs) And anyway, you said, I think she asked you, now now that you're up here at the Gold Coast, that... If you've seen Warwick Capper getting him at the pair of um, uh, Made of Made shorts. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, my gosh, that's it. Yeah, now yeah, to that start was with, a mental picture. Yeah, no, that's why I went like that. Me oh. and the Made of Made shorts, yeah. No, oh, was it you? I thought it was Warwick Capper. No, they did this. It was a little present and they oh. did this crazy graphic of, uh, of, of my head on somebody's body in the Made of Made shorts. Is Warwick's up here, isn't he? Yes, I think, well, he was years ago. Um, yes, but I'm not sure if he still is. So it was wasn't he a lollipop man for a little bit too oh, with the you know he? the stop go sign? I think well, so. He wouldn't know what he'd do really. No, he'd do anything, He's, wouldn't uh, he? Uh, yes, I mean literally within, within uh, of course always uh, within the uh, uh, within the framework of of decency and integrity naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, uh, moving on. Yes. So anyway, I thought that they were saying for him. To get into the meter made shorts. Oh, I've got okay. A, got a little. Maybe yeah, I, I think know. so. I don't know. I, no, they I probably get confused. weren't. I, I was watching all sorts of different things at once. I'm, I know. I may have had a couple of beers. You may have had a couple uh, yeah. of beers. So, but see, I was a meter mate. So this is a is long that time right? ago. Uh, yes, but not the surface paradise ones. Everyone just went. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a long time Did ago. Did you enjoy being a meter mate? Um, uh, it was a long time ago. And it wasn't That's the right. Surface Paradise memory. ones. It was uh, – I was in Southport. Yes. So, yes, it wasn't too bad. Um, a lot of photos taken. and But we didn't wear the swimmers. See, this is – Oh. <gasps> oh, my God. You see, wanted to get me into those? You're see, kidding. the shorts. But I couldn't get my big toe in there. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, oh, a bit of they? camel toe. Was speaking oh, of toes. boy. So, yeah, they were the uh, shorts – that that you wore under a dress. Oh right, like a very 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 I short I dress. You were going to say you get into I'm these. <laughs> oh hell! There'd be a bit of meat and veg hanging out, I think, if a man. There certainly would put those a bit on of something. And not quite. Probably yeah, more a savoury mince yeah, these days. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's probably not something a man would wear. But oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Might you might need the the gaff tape, but then you'd get a bit of a wax at the I'm same time. I'm very glad that you bought them mm. up, and I'm glad mm. you put them back down again. I did. I know. So we used to wear them with very short gold dresses. It wasn't the swimmers, and that was in Southport. I hope so. And it was like it, it, that material in a dress, it was very bright, and it could take your eye out. Like a, if the sun hit it, it can run Heck a yeah. car off the road. Oh, no but doubt it, it about was, it. It was interesting, very mm. interesting. But, uh, yeah, those days are gone. So – now, yes. any other exciting stories you want to tell us? And and you definitely you don't want to get into those shorts. No, I no, don't. No. I, I seriously don't want to get into those shorts. <laughs> I can tell you this: I'm loving life up here. It's a yes. wonderful vibe. It's a fabulous vibe. Mm-hmm. The hikes and things in the mountains are stunning. Tambourine oh. Mountain and uh, Springbrook and O'Reilly's and Binnaburra and all of that. Just Have you done it. all of that already? Oh, I've been doing it for years, coming up here for years and years and years and years and years. And years. Yep. Love all of that, but just 
love the fact it's now my backyard. Yes. Quite special, isn't it? That is And beautiful. a walk to the surf beach and the water's always warm and the sand is fine and lovely. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And not only Heaven. that, but I note now in Surfers Paradise they've got those fish tanks everywhere like they've had in, in, in Bali and Thailand forever where you dip your feet in and they take all your calluses off. Have oh, they? did you know that? Yeah, yeah, of course. You, if I you've got those go crusty old feet, you do you mean know. the leeches? No, no, the fish. They're like these little fish oh, in Bali and so forth. They've yes. had them for years. Now they've got the tanks and they've built these benches, and you sit and you dangle your feet into the fish tanks, and all of these fish come along and literally eat every bit of dead skin off your feet. Get you out come of town. out with feet that are like the bottom of a baby. Oh my it's god! Quite true. Wow, and they've got that in there. They do. <gasps> That's how I walk past shop after shop after shop and I think, oh, I can't wait. Except my, I, I think even the fish would look at my feet and say, oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, it's like if anybody were ever to be the first person spat out by a shark, it would be Barnaby <laughs> Joyce and Angus Taylor. But I think in terms of what those, um, what those fish, they, I know the fish eat all the dead skin. They'd look at my great old plates of meat landing in through the uh, top of the aquarium and think, oh, God, no. <laughs> well, I'm sure Danger <laughs> money wouldn't even entice them. I'm sure there's a lot of people with worse feet than you. I could be one of them and I've got bare feet on so I won't always oh, have a look. No, nah, yours are way better. If mine, could, uh, mine aspire to be yours. <laughs> All righty. Well, see, that's how long it's been since I've been into Surface Paradise. I didn't even know that. Get yourself down there. I've got cracks in mine that are like the Rift Valley meets the Grand Canyon. I didn't know what you were going to say then, something about your crackles. Only because I love bear. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I love going barefooted and unpacking boxes and carrying heavy things and tile floors over the last month, settling in. I've never had cracks like it. Wow. I'm sharing things with Thank you, you now. Thank you. I'm glad you're sharing about your crack. Mm, I, well, that, I, I'm, I'm, I must I'm say, sharing. just in case people are, mm. are leaping from, you know, uh, one to two to three to four, mm. uh, the, the feet might be cracked, but it doesn't mean there's galloping fungus issues. Oh, you well, know. that's good. I don't have tinea mm. up to my thighs. That's good. Thank you very much. Yes, and I can uh, guarantee you that too because he's wearing shorts. shorts. He's in that's shorts. Right. Anyway. Do you know that there's a uh, – and galloping. We don't want it galloping. Definitely don't want Definitely galloping fungus. Galloping. It's like when you you know you're raging, but if you're raging and rampant when you're having fun and stuff, so you can't have galloping. You and will edit this down, won't you? To at no. least two hours. No. <laughs> I mean, what are we on? Oh, we're not even at two hours yet, so we'll be right. Oh, right. So because I want it like if if you come back quite often, I think we could have our own show. I have oh, lots of how ideas. How much fun could that be? And see these two chairs here that we've mentioned before, we yeah. could be actually sitting in them and having a little. Gossip session and a little help Wouldn't session. Wouldn't that all be that. fun? And with our little table in the middle, and with everyone and joining flutes. in. Yes. You bought these. See, look at I that. Do. There's mm. even the label still on them, and there's the price on the bottom. Is it? Yep. Oh. See, so that's all. Yeah. <laughs> fabulous. So we could <laughs> wear them in, uh, sit in those fabulous um, wing backs, mm. and off we go. Alana, right. I think you're onto mm. something here. Yep. I have some some other little ideas too about, uh, but I'll talk to you that off air in case someone nicks my ideas. They do that, you yeah, know. It's I quite, know. It's a shameless Copyright profession. It. Copyright it. I know. Right. Now, I'm not even going to look anymore at these because I've just had the best, best times. You've done it. All sorts of things. And yeah, we've covered you know, it. And there has to be next time. Yes, that's right. That's Got right. Because leave with a little bit of mystery there, That's it. You? And I really, really, I am so grateful that you have done this and I'm so grateful oh. you said yes. I could yap. 
all day, especially with this. Well, and we could. Oh, I'm loving and we it. We should. That's what right. I'm glad. Well, mm. you see, something came of this from you, and that mm. is that you can occasionally mix your beer with your champagne. Yeah, but not in the one glass. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, you could. Mm. Be a bit scary because yeah. I have shandies now. Do you? See, I'm toning myself down. I'm so You're becoming classy. an old woman, oh, aren't you? Oh. Don't I, they drink shandies? I know. I thought that. You're becoming that. like your grandmother. Yes, bless her. No, well, she drank a bit of champers. She loved um, oh, did she? going to the races. Oh, did she? Because my grandfather. Did she dress up with a hat? Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. the fascinator and everything. Oh, how wonderful. Of my grandfather, her husband at the time, was a uh, from Tamworth, a horse riding. See? That's my ringtone. Oh, look at that. Is that your phone going? That's my phone. It's a dog barking. Oh, wow. How fabulous. Yes, I know. Sit. I didn't know if it was somebody you knew. <laughs> Maybe one of those men speaking to you in yeah. tongues. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like... Anyway. <laughs> made my eyes cross. Um, yes, yeah, so my grandmother and my grandfather, he was a horse riding... Oh, bloody hell. That's a jockey? No, he was a horse trainer. A trainer? Yes, and he had thoroughbred horses. So He was he the was gay waterhouse brutal. of the day, was he? he? Yes. And, um, yeah, so he's a horse trainer and breeder of thoroughbreds. So we were at the races all the time. Because I'm a nut-to-the-cup mm. person, you know. Are you? I oh, certainly I am. When I was little, like about this big, that big. That big. Uh, I used to go with my grandmother and when we were at the local races when I was little and there's huge racehorses and I had no fear whatsoever, especially of horses, and I would sometimes, they'd let me walk it around the uh, mounting yard, I remember that name, and then I'd go with my nen and watch every horse and I'd go, that one's going to win. Yes. That one's going to be a place. You that could one's... pick it. Yes. And so my nan, one day I remember being at the races a whole day in Tamworth and, and every time she'd take me to the mounting yards and I'd pick out each horse and every single one had either won or become a place. I should have been a professional bloody gambler. My God, you're the Johnny Tap of mm, Tamworth. I know. How incredible is that? I know. So there you go, a little story for you. Nice to have a little story. Mm, I know, nice to have a little bit of this too. Yep. Now I'm I've got to drive so that's why I'm on the water. Yeah, me too. I forgot about that. I was just hooking in. Just, whoo. That's bloody beautiful. You could stay the night. Yes. Well, That's it. I've got my dogs at home, see? Oh, no. Mm. Maybe that was them on your phone. Uh, I think Where it might are you? Yeah, your cow, get home. That's now, it. Now, so I'll tell you a little a quick stop story. stop out. <laughs> you dirty stop out. Now, I'll tell you a little quick story about my dogs. Go. Now, oh, you might need a bit more of that. I'm right. So, I've had dogs all my life and, you know, absolute love of dogs. Now, when I was in my 20s, like I've had – I'll save the other part of the stories – for next time because they can, they're a little bit uh, domestic violence and all that sort of crap. So one time when I was living in Wollongong and I went to the Sydney markets and there was a blue heeler pup there and I thought that's wrong. There should not be a blue heeler pup in the middle of the Sydney markets. Remember the old markets at... Um, I do, it? Paddy's yeah, Markets. Paddy's Markets, yeah, yeah, yes. of course, love them. So I bought this little dog, it was only five weeks old and they're going, no, it's eight weeks old and I said, no, it's not. I grew up on a farm, that poor dog and I put it in my handbag and took it home to Wollongong where I was living at the time in a very horrible situation. And so people were saying, what are you going to call your dog? And I went, I don't know yet. So I called her, I don't know yet. So that was her name, Dunno for short. Then she had pups and I kept one of the pups and I kept thinking she was very naughty. And I was going, did you do that when she was a pup? So I called her, did you do that? Did you? Then from one of then she had pups. Are you right? You I'm following this. Oh, yeah, you need a whiteboard. I know. Yeah, I'm following. <laughs> your, your, your face was kind of... If I'd have bought a texter, I'd be 
mapping it all out for you wherever you are yeah, watching this or listening to understand where we're at with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping up. Look, oh, I'm like So this. did you watch it? Do you? Thing out, whatever. Yep, got all that. No, wait. Oh, I've got a hand up to my own phone. So I don't know yet. Did you do it? Yeah. Then, I'd, I so I'd yet. kept those two. Yeah. I don't know yet. Did you do it? Done yeah. did you? You're right. You're right. Yeah, done it, did you? Yeah, done got it. it. Mm, right. So then from the next one that I kept, did you do it? Um, she had little puppies. Yeah. And each one of them I watched them being born. So they're my family. They're just, I love them. And the other one I went, you did do it. So then I had, I don't know yet, did you did do you it? Did you do it? And you did do you it. You did do it. Mm. Don't know, did you? You did. Now, the three of them were alive at the same time and I had neighbours. Now, you imagine when I'm going to call them in. Don't know, you did. Did you? Don't, uh, did you? You did. Don't know. Like, they were like, what yeah. is wrong with that girl? Mm. So then. Probably a lot. Probably, that's right, and it had nothing to do with the dog's names. That's it. So, mm-hmm, don't know, did you? You did. So then. I saved another dog, which I still have, which is part dingo. Yes. And I called her, well, initially I called her Wire when I saved mm-hmm. her, which is Cherokee for wolf. So I thought. Yes. But now it's blended in. Her name is Why'd You Do It? Because she came back to me after oh I boy. rescued her. So I've got, I had, uh, don't know, did you, you did, why'd you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're trying to f- trick me with all of this yeah. and I can't Tr- follow it. <laughs> My hands are in the air. I surrender up, <laughs> done, I. can't. Yeah. Follow it. So, yeah, that's – lucky I didn't have kids. Imagine what I'd call them. Spot. I can't even begin Spot. to imagine. I'd be Raven. fearful. Sit. Shut yeah, up. That's it. Shut I'm, your I'm face sure there'd door. be a government department <laughs> knocking on your door. So, so. Saying yep. she's she's not worthy so of yeah, motherhood. No, nah, not with mm. names like that. No, that's right. Yep. But that's that's my dogs. And my, the two, Dunno and Didja, lived until 17. I was with both of them when they passed away. And I know how beautiful. Beautiful. I find that um, very – I'm honoured. I'm honoured I was there. Same with my dad. When my dad passed away, I had my hand on his heart. And I'm very honoured that I could be there when they pass over. And now I have – you did at home. She is 18. And uh, Wyja, she's at home too, my little dingo dog. So there you go. Oh, how lovely. My little animal stories. I went to school with somebody called Sean Balls. No. I'm not quite sure where that goes, but I think it's just <laughs> with regard to odd names and you sometimes think, why as a mother or a father would you ever name, you know, Mr and Mrs Balls were lovely people, but to call him Sean Balls. What? It's quite true. don't know why you're laughing because I don't think he ever was. No, he certainly copped a... Bit for it. Oh, it was terrible. Sure. I remember my mother saying, as I didn't really know as a young boy, I said, oh, I'm going over to the balls, you know, to my friend Sean Balls. My mother would say, I don't know why any parent would call their child that. Sure. She would say she'd look with that sense of exasperation and resignation, mm. oh, just don't know why. And, and she'd pour herself another Solero sherry. <laughs> no wonder. So get on that weight loss thing. <laughs> like that. On the, um, on the Hugo cap- carpet tiles, tiles with the old HMV television yeah. mm. that took 20 minutes to warm up. <laughs> so you needed to plan your day, think, oh, I'm going to watch Days of Our mm. Lives. It's starting in 20 minutes. Let's turn the telly on now. We're going to warm up the old rabbit ears <laughs> antenna on the top. And when you turned it off, it would all go down to a pinprick. Yes. And you'd turn the lights off and the television would glow like that television in the... Um, <gasps> Aldergeist. 
yeah, poltergeist. Oh. That's right. And you think, oh my god, the little girl's staring yep. at it like that, yep. and she's going to go anyway. Oh. Poor old Sean Balls. Don't know where he is now, but uh, maybe by deed poll things improved. I hope he changed his. Do you reckon he his book? Well, I said by deed poll, maybe mm. things improved, yes. and he wound up with a name, name like John Smith or oh, yes. something. Anything be, but Sean Balls. So what, their name really was Balls. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And they yep. called him Hand Sean. on Heart. You can look it up in the phone book. Definitely phone yeah. book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we might Google I'm aging it. myself. <laughs> That's all right. I know what you mean. I don't think we have the yellow phone. Ring O one three and ask O one three. Or patch, patch it through to Shirley on the crank it. That's right. Oh my gosh! See, I remember the STD pips. You'd ring it to state pip pip pip. Can you remember? He that? doesn't mean STD in the way that. Oh no. <laughs> No, not like that where you need to clear it up. No, not the courtesy of a medico. Mm. No, this is STD was mm. when you'd call interstate from yes. Queensland to New South Wales, New South Wales to Victoria, wherever it might be. Beep, beep, beep. Yep. So people knew. Beep, 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 like that. Oh, my. And you have to make the phone call very quick. Yes, because it costs so much. That's right. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, Sean Balls. Do you reckon his balls were Sean? Don't know, and it was not something I've ever had a, a mental focus on, right, to no. be perfectly frank. I don't frank. know why I, I just don't went know there why and I was, either. I was wondering if they were like, like mm. waxed or I remember shorn. With that, it's like a sheep. Yeah, that right. That's what I was imagining. That right, Sean the sheep. I remember yeah. with all those old STD telephone call days when calling interstate was mm. very expensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember after 6 o'clock it was slightly yes. cheaper and all of that. Oh, So um, yes. a, a, a friend of mine... Um, worked for a big entrepreneur who had millions and millions of dollars. This is years and years ago, and he was an office boy working for this great entrepreneur that brought the Beatles out to Australia and all of these fabulous people. But this man, Ken Brodziak was his name. Look it up, brought the Beatles out, all of the great legends of the day. But this man was so tight he couldn't pass a raspberry pip, literally (laughs) tighter than two coats of paint. And so the office edict was if you had to call interstate, you only did so at lunchtime, knowing full well the person on the other end of the call would not be there. Oh, can I speak to her? No, she's out to lunch. Oh, good. Could I leave a message and can you have a call me back? So then they'd have to spend the money on the call that you were initiating. So it was not only saving staples and bending them out to put them back into the stapler, you know, because they go and fold oh, like that. Kidding. And the paper clips all were recycled and the, the letters would all be put into a great big, uh, like one of those uh, paint roller things like that and you fill it with water and the, you put the, the envelopes in and the stamps would float off so you could reuse them. So you'd reuse the stamps and save the, um, oh the goodness, um, paper clips. The um, staples would all be straightened out and then put back in and you'd only ever call people interstate when it was lunchtime knowing that everybody was at lunch between 12 and 1. That was lunchtime in Australia, all tools down. And you'd ring them and say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, look, you know, Alana's not here, but she'll call you back and then... That's how That's, it was. Yep. I love those days. We Nobody even – a landline? A what? <laughs> Don't know what it is, yes. Oh, and, my gosh. i got a landline at my new home. Telstra people when I going to have a la- – oh, you want a landline? <laughs> oh, you're the one. <laughs> oh, there'll be one left soon. That's it's, it. What number would you oh, like? You can have any number because no one else has got them. Yes. It's amazing, right. isn't it? Yes. And I, the old landlines and the ones where they – 
what you have a dial like the that. The rotary dial of mm. that right, round mm. and round like anyway. I, You know what? I, I think I, we're rambling now, don't you? No, like? I love it. I love rambling. Nothing wrong with rambling. And do I, you have a slightly older audience, do you know? <laughs> it would be nice if you did because they'd know, know what, what we were talking, talking about. about. Yes, well, uh, it's a if bit you don't, they the turned shop. off three hours yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and America, see, there's some in America too. They, they would have had all that too, wouldn't they? In America? Mm-hmm. Oh, America's always different and, and everything. In America, landlines are still those. a thing. Where it goes like that and, hello, Shirley. That's Touch right, remember that? Mm. Oh, well, if you watch mm. the old laughing oh, show, lush. one ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy, and there was Ernestine, the wonderful Lily Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the party to which you'd like to be speaking? <laughs> oh, I love all that. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, hunt up laughing. I saw it was on Amazon Prime yeah. last night as I was flicking through the, uh, the assorted things. There's laughing with the wonderful Lily Tomlin and Goldie Horn started off on laughing. Yep. We had a wonderful entertainer in Australia for many years because she was born in Detroit but came here. Chelsea Brown, she was one of the original laughing crew, Ruth Buzzy. I mean, these were fabulous days of cutting-edge comedy, all with women. Yep. Uh, you know, and that was, gosh, back in the 60s when it was almost unheard of. Still, you had the Brady Bunch with, uh, you know, Carol and Mike Brady sleeping in separate beds. <gasps> Did remember they? that? Oh, of course. I don't remember. Oh, them yes, in I think separate. they slept That's in terrible. separate beds, mm. didn't they? I'm sure they did. They or maybe were... they went to bed fully clothed. I oh. don't know. There was something about that. Well, and you know what? Because they all they might have done too. Because they she had the kids and she had the kids. They didn't have kids together, did they? No, they didn't. And I'm sure mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Bit of trivia. Sometimes the brain goes into a little bit of a mush. Oh, I think it was you. actually the Adams family or the Munsters, one or the other, that really broke that mold. And it was where the married couple was seen in the marital bed, one bed. Not oh, two beds. Right. Mm, I that think wasn't so. number ninety six, was it? When um, no, that Abigail. was Australia. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Abigail wasn't. Was she the first one that? She, there was no. There's a lot of myth about that. Abigail, uh, of course, was um, Bev Horton in number ninety six. Abigail um, was never seen full frontal. Abigail was she bared her bosoms, and she was seen from behind. But with regard to the first full frontal on Australian television in number 96, it was the wonderful um, Deborah Gray who played Miss Hemingway. And Miss Hemingway was a character who had this... Um, she couldn't wear clothes and she'd go everywhere in the, the full-length mink and there was nothing underneath. Why and couldn't she, take she wear the mink clothes? Up because it, she had some kind of condition oh. that she didn't like wearing clothes. I and, think there's a few people like that. And so she'd flash like that and you got to see the entire lot right <gasps> down the front. Did you see front. her fork? You saw the lot. Oh. That's right. And that was... How saucy I'm sure being. my trivia... If, look, if I'm wrong, I can only apologise. I do my best to retain as much as I can... But sometimes the blue wire doesn't quite connect with the other blue wire and it becomes a green wire so, and a red wire and things go off kilter. But I'm sure that's it. I'm sure you'll find if you oh. check out the Brady Bunch. Or maybe it was the first shared bathroom because didn't they have a Jack and Jill bathroom in the Brady Bunch with sliding doors between where the girls were sleeping and the boys were sleeping? I can't remember. And then I there was can't... another of those American shows that was the first to feature a flushing toilet. Oh, who was that and which one? I don't know, but I oh. think we're talking too long. <laughs> Alana, right. you've got to get home. Yes, to my dogs. No, but you I'm do. S- I'm still back to the lady that, 
that had the, the fur coat Ms. on. Ms Hemingway, she had a situation, wear. Google it and you'll see, I'm right. <laughs> she had a situation. She had a situation yeah. where she didn't like wearing clothes and it is a medical condition. Right. And so she wore this uh, full-length mink. Sadly, back then it would have been real, not faux. Oh, true. Uh, and so um, she would, you know, that was a thing and she was like an exhibitionist. And right. so that was that. But Abigail, definitely the bare bottom and definitely the boobs were swinging, swinging around in the wind. Right. But I don't think south of that was, but people always thought that wow. it was Abigail that was the first to go full frontal on Australian in the, television in and it was actually the wonderful uh, right. Deborah Gray. Right. So Abigail was go. just the boobs. She came into a – I was working in a uh, businessman's restaurant oh. in Sydney for a lot of years oh. and I'd leave and come back and leave and come back and I'd travel around and come back and work there all the time. So it was a businessman's restaurant. So mm. that means it was sort of – you were topless or something? No, really? yeah. we'd wear – it was very classy. Oh, yeah. So it was all lingerie. I never oh, – yeah. I don't know how it – And Abigail worked there for a little Sarah? while, did no, she? No, 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 she – she came in because it was always men that come in. It was business. So it was right. in the daytime and it was at Kirribilli, so in the very posh area. Right. So I've heard every line. I've seen all the crap. Seen it all, heard it all, all been there, done shit. that, got the tea towel. Yep. yep. <laughs> I got the tea towel. Yep. That is so yep. funny. How come you said tea towel? Because I don't know. Been there, done that, got the tea towel. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You know, I know, but that things. is so funny because just before you got here, for some reason I was talking to Rob about this same place where I used to work and because Abigail come in there, I think I mentioned that to him and I said I was the only one. When the girls would be all <laughs> and, you know, being lovely and walking around in laundry. But I actually worked. I didn't give a shit. I was from Tamworth. I'm like, yeah, I'll wear this and look okay, but I'll work. I did the bar. I stocked the fridges. I, I walked up the cellar in to get the wine in high heel shoes. And, but I'd be walking around with a tea towel, like your glamorous, beautiful laundry. And I'd have a tea towel over my shoulder. And they were constantly saying, because I'd be washing up and doing things, Alana. Get the tea towel off your shoulder. Yes, I know. It does you kind of add a little it. bit of pedestrian it's to it, doesn't it, it, from <laughs> high-class businessmen's mm. club. Yes, so when you said being there... They want tea towels, they go gen- back to the wife, don't that, they? So, it. you know, mm. she's there at the mm. sink up to her elbows in yeah. palm olive. And the tea <laughs> towel over the shoulder. That's it. And here's me mm-hmm. walking around in this glamorous thing with a bloody tea towel over my shoulder. And uh, so that's funny that you said that. Anyway, what a story. What a story. Yeah. And there's Abigail mm-hmm. in the Gentleman's yeah. Club she as a visitor, once, of course. Yes, no, she was sitting down with all the men. It was some big, ooh, bus- oh, Mr. T. That's it when my time to clock off. But, uh, yes, yeah, she came in there once, so that's my story. It's funny that you said about the tea towel. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. We've got a synergy going here. We have. Now, all righty, now we best do the signing off, and I want to say the biggest, biggest, biggest thank oh, of you. of course. I could yap all day to you. And we have been doing mm, that. We have, and I love it. <laughs> Righty-o. Well, a big thank you. Now, is there anything else? Well, where can people get your book? Oh, well, I think wherever you can buy books. Oh. Booktopia, thank bookstores, you. you can order oh, it in, book? I think. E-books? I don't know about that, but oh. hunted up true confessions of a shameless gossip or that's quite a dress you still have on. Yes. <gasps> mm. Oh, another little side story and then I'll, I'll shut my face door probably <laughs> or probably not. But um, I, another one of my exes is uh, a musician, very yeah. talented, wonderful musician. And I hadn't seen him for ages and he was playing somewhere around the Gold Coast and he, he let me know and he said, why don't you just come and watch and say hello because I love his music. So I walked in and I was feeling particularly good that day and I had a dress on that the girls were out. They were there. They, they were mm-hmm. having a look around, not in a rude 
uh, take your eye out way, but th- they were out. They were out. So he was playing away and I walked in and he saw me and went on the guitar, missed his words, clunked down the guitar and went... And then later on he said, what the... He said something about when you walked in and I saw you in that dress you were almost wearing. So There you go. And that's the There's name a of your synergy book. there. It's the name of the book. I know. There you go. I bet you're just going, how many more stories can she tell? Well, there. that's why we're doing another time. Isn't that right? <laughs> exactly. There's always exactly. tomorrow. There is. This there is, is episodic. Yes. From now it's, on, it's, isn't it? Episodic. Slightly no, it's been lovely chatting with you, Alana. You it really has. Had an absolute ball. I thank you for asking me. Oh, thank so you glad. for pouring the bubbles. Mm. As you see, the glass is empty, but yeah. I am driving. Yes. Uh, and it's been a joy. Thank you so much. And welcome to the Gold Coast, by lovely the way. Lovely to be welcome. Oh, lovely to be here. Just Adore beautiful. It. Now, we've got lots more coming up, hopefully, with you, Craig, because I've got all sorts of wonderful ideas. Now, as Craig said, wherever you can get the book, what would you say? Just anywhere in a bookshop. I suppose it's, so. You can order these things in. Yeah. I know Booktopia has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a website for those who don't know, and you just yep. enter the titles, and yep. there it is. Or I'm going to get it tomorrow because that would be just such an oh, interesting, that would be wonderful. That read. would be fabulous. Definitely. If I had any spares, I'd have bought it in, but well, I that's don't. Okay. Thank you, Alana. Mm-hmm. You are gorgeous. I can't right. wait to read this. Oh, right, thank How you. How fabulous! Everyone. You need to sign that. Oh, I do. Lovely. Anyway, we're rambling yeah. on, oh, and we we've taken up too much of your time. See you again. Thank you very much, Craig Bennett. For all info, go to www.alanafitzgerald.com.au. Been a few too many W's there. Anyway, thanks for listening to Alana's Because I Can podcast. Because I can.